You know, when I first started preaching, I was, well, I was, I was concerned because I told Pastor Lynn Parker. How many of you know Pastor Lynn Parker? I was concerned, and we were just chatting. I said, Pastor Lynn, I said, there's no way that I can feel the shoes that you and Pastor Ron feel. There's no way I can do what y'all do. I am intimidated. And, and she offered me possibly the most profound piece of advice that anybody's ever offered me. And she said, she said, Kenny, just be you. She said, God's got a Pastor Ron, and God's got a Lynn. She said, just be you. I thought, shoot, I can be me pretty easy. I'm good at being me. And I want to encourage you guys to be the same. Just be you. Be who God created you to be. Amen. Do the things that God has ordained you to do. Amen. And we're all on the same team. We're all working together. And we're going to get it done. How many of you can remember, and young, young folks might not be able to remember, at the park there was this merry-go-round thing. And they were usually like blue and yellow and red. And it was, it was about probably eight foot across. And, and I don't know what it was originally intended for. I don't know who invented it. But as kids, we would get on it. And somebody would turn it. And we would see who could stay on it the longest without being slung off. Y'all remember that? <laughs> it's amazing. One of us didn't get our neck broken. But looking back on that ride and comparing that ride to some of the things that I go through today, sometimes it seems like I'm back on that ride, on that merry-go-round, just going around and around and around and around. And I don't know about you, but I don't like going around in circles. Number one, it makes me dizzy. But sometimes life gets that way. And sometimes you might look at your life and your progress and where you've come from and where you are now and wonder if you're just not going around in circles. Some of us fast, some of us slow. And I'm here to tell you tonight, that can be rather frustrating. How many of you know, by a show of hands, how many of you know that God's got a plan for your life? That God's got something specific for you to do? How many of you are happy where you are right now and think that you've, you've arrived and there's nothing further for you to do? Is it, is it just me or does that frustrate you sometimes? Lord, I, I'm ready. How many of you have ever cried out to God, Lord, I'm ready. Use me, Lord. Put me in the game, God, I'm ready. And God says, not yet. And the merry-go-round just goes round. You said, Lord, I've been here before. I, I've seen those trees. I've seen that telephone pole. I've seen that house. Lord, I'm, I feel like I'm going nowhere. I'm wasting time. Lord, we're wasting time. Get me off this merry-go-round. Put me in the game, Lord. I'm ready. Lord, I know I can do it. I know I'm called to greater things. I know I'm called to do bigger things. I know I'm called to help people, to serve. God, I'm ready. Put me in the game. And God says, just, just stay there for a little while longer. Or worse yet, we don't hear God say nothing. That's frustrating too. What if, what if you're not on a merry-go-round? And I submit to you tonight, no matter your walk with God, no matter your age or stage in your life, no matter how long you've been a Christian or how long you have not been a Christian, I submit to you tonight that it's not a merry-go-round that you're on.
you're on the potter's wheel. And you are going around in circles. But you see, the hand of God is on your life. And I got Holy Ghost goosebumps up one side and down the other right now. God's got his hand on your life. And God is shaping you. And God is molding you. And God is making you into what he wants you to be. And the reason that God hasn't taken you off of that wheel yet and put you into service yet is because he knows that, that in spite of us thinking how ready we may be, that you're just not quite ready. You might be ready to do some things and you could excel at them, but there's some things that you're just not ready for. There's some things that I'm just not ready for. And he's not going to turn you loose and he's not going to put you into service until he knows that you're ready. Because he don't want you to... He don't want you to crack. He don't want you to break. He don't want you to, to be faulty or defective. He wants you to be the best that you can be. And so we go around and we go around and we go around. What if that clay could talk? What do you think that clay would say? Same thing you're saying. I'm tired of spinning in circles, Lord. I'm ready. I'm ready to be used. I know I have potential. I don't like going around and around i don't feel like going around and around lord i'm bored and how many of you have ever said that to god lord i'm ready for more i'm bored and look we might not even be talking about your your spiritual walk we might be talking about you might be dealing with some health issues you might be you might be praying for that that perfect spouse might be a job it might be promotion lord i'm ready Bring it now, Lord. And God says, mm, not yet. And around and around and around we go. Lord, I want to do something. Just take me off and just see what I can do. But as the potter shapes you and molds you and makes you from that little junky lump of clay the more he presses on you and the more you go around the taller you get and the stronger you get and the, the more definition you get and the more you take shape into being what he wants you to be if you were to ask that clay after it was all done if it was worth it it would say sure looking back how many can look back and see the hand of God working in your life and realize that there's a process that, that when you thought you were ready, you weren't really ready. Then when you thought it was time, it wasn't really time. Scripture says without faith, it's impossible to please God. I like to substitute the word trust. Without trust, it's impossible to please God. But you know what? That whole faith thing and that whole trust thing for me is kind of difficult. Because I'm a do-it-yourself kind of guy. I'm a fix-it kind of guy. I, Brian, we can make it happen. And I remember as a member of this church sitting on a bench, man, I wanted to be used. I wasn't in front of the scenes kind of guy. I wanted to be behind the scenes. See, see Tracy and I had gone to another church. I, I, I was coming to church here and went through a, a rather bitter divorce, and, and I felt like everybody here knew my business and, and had nothing to do with Pastor Ron or anybody else. I just felt like I needed a change of venue, a place where nobody knew who I was and knew my business. We went to another church for a while, and God brought me back here. And when I came back here, I was bitter. 
I was hurt, I was angry, I was broken. And I told Tracy, I said, I need, we, we quit church. We just quit going to church. Tracy was the new wife. Yeah, not the ex-wife. Tracy wants me to make sure y'all know she was the... <laughs> I told Tracy, I said, we're going to get there late and we're going to leave early. I don't want to be friends with nobody. I don't want to talk to nobody. I don't want to get involved with nobody. I just need Jesus. My spirit is empty. I just need Jesus. And we came. We got here late. We left early. <laughs> but then the Spirit of God began tugging on my heart. Went to Pastor Ron. said, Ron, Pastor Ron, I'm here. I've never called him once Ron in his life. It's Pastor Ron. I'm here. Use me. Put me to work. I'll clean bathrooms. I'll sweep floors. I'll do whatever you want me to do. Put me to work. He says, okay. Went back to my bench. Went home. Nothing happened. Then one day I went back to the sound booth. Told Pastor Kendall, hey, if you ever need a break in the sound booth, if you ever need a, you know, somebody to fill in for you, if you ever are sick or what, I said, I'd be happy to fill in for you. I said, I just want to help you out. You see, I found the place in the back of the church. I want, Katie, I needed to get involved. I need to be doing something because I'm a servant. That's who I am. But, but I didn't want to be up here. I want to be back there. Didn't want nobody looking at me. Didn't want to be seen. Want to be behind the scenes kind of guy. Kendall's, Pastor Kendall said, I'm not looking for somebody to help me. I'm looking for somebody to replace me. I don't want to replace you. I'm going to help you. That's, I just want to help. And over the next few years, Pastor Kendall poured out of himself into my life. Taught me things that I didn't realize I needed to know. About so much more than sound. About serving about being attentive and about watching the pastor and about meeting the pastor's needs. And it wasn't long and Pastor Kendall said, I've been promoted, you're it. By then I was happy. But you see, the whole time God knew what he was doing. God was grooming me and God was molding me and God was making me and God was shaping me because back there in that sound booth, I developed a relationship with Pastor Ron up here on the platform. We didn't go to lunch. We didn't hang out. We didn't do things. But Pastor Ron knew, I like to think he knew, that he could count on me. That if, that if I needed to do something, I did it. That if he needed something, it, it got done. It's all about serving. And God, whether you realize it or not, tonight, today, tomorrow, God is molding you and God is making you and God is shaping you into the things that you need to be. It might seem like you're on a wheel. It might seem like you're just going around in circles. But I promise you, the potter's hands are on your life. And he's molding you and making you into what he wants you to be. Never in a million years did I ever want to be a pastor. Did I ever dream about being a pastor. It wasn't a goal. It wasn't something that I was striving for or hoping to attain. But God had a plan. My message, my point, is that if you'll be faithful in the things that God has called you to do, nobody can stop the hand of God from working in your life. 
you can't even stop it. You say, well, Pastor Kenny, I don't know what God wants me to do. That's okay, because God knows. All you have to do is stand before God and say, Lord, here I am. Use me. Now, God might use you to go outside and pick up paper out of the parking lot. But you do it, and you do it well. You don't have to understand everything the pastor wants you to do. You just do it. Amen? It doesn't have to make sense. Just do it. When God asks you to do something, don't say why. Just say, yes, Lord. The whys and the winds sidetrack us, get us messed up. There's too much me and not enough God. God says it's time to move. The children of Israel packed up and moved. God said it's time to stop. The children of Israel stopped. In the book of Jeremiah, for those of you that were fixing to go home and say, he didn't even preach out of the Bible. That cowboy church preacher come over here never once said, here's your scripture. This is the word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord. He said, go down to the potter's house and there I will give you my message. So I went down to the potter's house and I saw him working at the wheel. But the pot that he was shaping from the clay was marred in his hands. So the potter formed it into another pot, shaping it as seemed best to him. And then the word of the Lord came to me and said, O house of Israel, can I, do, can I not do with you as this potter does, declares the Lord. Like clay in the hand of the potter, so are you in my hand, O house of Israel. Like clay in the hand of the potter, so are you, children of God. And I love to tell you that once you come off the wheel, you don't have to go back on the wheel. But look, from time to time, we got to get back on the wheel. We develop flaws. We develop stuff in our lives that shouldn't be in our lives. And God says, okay, it's time for you to go back on the wheel. Sometimes it's not about that at all. Sometimes it's about, okay, you've done good. With, as this vessel, you've done a good job, and, 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 and you've been faithful, and you've done the things I wanted you to do. And God puts us back on the wheel and begins to mold us and make us and shape us into what we are going to be used for in the next level of our ministry. Where you are today might seem ordinary, routine, boring, and quite possibly a little painful. But if you stay faithful, I said if you stay faithful to the house of God, if you stay faithful to the things of God. In the book of Joshua, you remember the children of Israel had, had escaped Egypt and, and, and made it across, it took them 40 years. Finally made it to where they were going. They crossed the river and went into the promised land. And they came to this fenced and walled city. Y'all know the story. The walls were 15 feet wide and 35 foot thick. They called it Jericho. No doubt some of the children of Israel, you know, their parents were grumblers and complainers and moaners and whiners, and they never were happy about anything. I bet some of that passed down into the lives of their kids. What are we supposed to do? God's given us this city. Yeah, look at it. 
Walls 15 foot thick, 35 foot high. We can't get in. But it's our city. Lord spoke to Joshua and said, Tell them to march around the city. Put the musicians out in front. You know, they did, that didn't happen without some grumbling and complaining. Okay, what are we going to do? We march around the city. Now what? Well, we're going to get some rest. We're going to eat dinner. We're going to relax a little bit. Tomorrow we're going to do the same thing. You've got to be kidding. Nope. That's what God said do. That's what we're going to do. Okay, that's what we're going to do. Day number two, around the city. Okay, now what? Nothing happened. We're going to do it again tomorrow. And we're going to do it again tomorrow. And we're going to do it again tomorrow. And for seven days, they marched around the city. No doubt some people were pretty whiny by then. But if they hadn't done what God told them to do, if they just, if they hadn't, if, if, if they decided, well, this is stupid, I'm not going to do it. I hope y'all can say stupid in your church. I can say it in my church. <laughs> I ain't doing this no more. They would have missed out on the blessings of God. I'm not seeing any results. Nothing is happening. No, there, no doubt there was people on the walls looking down at them and laughing. Night six. Okay, we've done this for six nights. I mean, how, many, how, many, how much more are we going to do? Oh, we're going to do it again tomorrow, but tomorrow we're going to march around it seven times. And at the, end, at the end of the seventh time, we're all going to lift up a shout and scream, holy, 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 God is Lord, whatever they scream. You've got to be kidding me. Who put you in charge? No wonder it took us 40 years to get through the desert. I mean, just think about it. From Looking back, it, it, we're like, what a miracle. Wow. The praise team tore the walls down. Hallelujah. But back then, it was, you know, I'd have been complaining. Come on, dude. Surely there's another way. Anybody got a ladder? But they did what the man of God asked them to do. They trusted the man of God that God had put in their life. Listen, if you can't trust your pastor, you need to find a church where you can, find a, where you can trust the pastor. But I'm telling you what, you won't find any pastor more trustworthy than the one you got here. Amen. He has your best interest at heart. And he didn't, he, didn't, he didn't pay me extra to preach about how wonderful he was. <laughs> My point is this. Do what you need to do. Serve in no matter what area of the church that you serve in. Serve 100%. Serve faithfully. Serve with dedication. Be somebody that your pastor can depend on. And you might not even be dealing with the pastor. You probably won't be dealing with the pastor. In a church this big, you might be dealing with somebody four or five steps, levels down in the chain of command from the pastor. Serve with everything you have because we're not working for man. You see, it's God who sees and it's God who promotes and it's God who raises up. And it has nothing to do with who you are or, or how likable or how well-known you are. It has everything to do with your faithfulness, your dedication, and your commitment. And when God sees that you can be trusted in the little things, promotion will come. Blessing will come. The worst, one of the worst days, I, 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 at, the, at the time I felt like it was the worst days of my life was when Pastor Ron came and said, I need you to find somebody else to run the sound, the sound department. 
What do you mean? I'm not doing a good job. Have I, have I let you down? Have I failed you? Are you disappointed in me? He said, no. He said, I can't promote you. God can't promote you until you duplicate yourself. He didn't know that this was going to happen. I didn't know this was going to happen. But God saw faithfulness. God saw dedication. God saw somebody that he could depend on in me, and he sees it in you. Be that person. And God will raise you up, and God will promote you. Amen.